0: Nice. I'm seeing all kinds of typos now. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. And dates are wrong (laughs) at the beginning. (laughs) How's everyone? Never mind. (laughs) Thank you guys for coming. We actually do appreciate it. We do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Like, genuinely. It's so much more fun when I'm... Yeah. Yeah. More fun when I'm not just doing these at his stupid face.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For most comedy audiences, this would be a light crowd, but for this, this is our—it's
1: uh, a double sellout. This is standing a- room only. Yeah, yeah. you guys are waitlisted
0: into this show. Yes, that's right. Yep. yep. All right, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago. Stab's
2: team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the
0: first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a a show called. (laughs) Ready. Oh, Stab! That's the name of our show. There's people here that aren't performing. It's a delight. Uh thank you guys for coming. Uh, I'm your host. My name's uh John R- Morris Ross the Fourth. That's how I'm branding myself now. As royalty. Um let's let's welcome our contestants to the stage. Are you ready? Are you ready to a- oh my god, coming in hot! She is uh on a, off on of a trampoline. She just did a sideways round off into her seat. Jacqueline Wyan! Jacqueline Wyatt! Oh my god, what a what an entrance. Oh, do you see her out there? Oh, she's, she's a jet a jetpack. A jetpack. It's one of those water ones. I don't know how it's working. And a soft landing for her and her unborn baby, Corinne Lipke! Yeah. Corinne Lipke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here, here comes Jesse. He's 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 holding on to the tail of a tiger. <laughs> oh, that's two tigers. Oh my God. The, the, the tails came off. Jesse has ripped the tails off the tiger just in time to slide into his chair. Jesse Jones. There he is. There he goes. Okay. That's fun. I think we should do that every show. I don't know. Maybe not. Hey, guys. Huh. Welcome to Stamps. Magic of radio. Hi there. Strabs. Uh, Jacqueline Wyan, yeah. we've been asking a lot of you lately, mm. uh, you're on this show, Yes. you're going to be in our Chico Comedy Festival show, Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you're going to be on our TV taping yeah. at the end of this month, so thank yeah. you for uh, yeah. doing all this stuff for free. We appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you giving a lot. Anything new? No. No? Any new no. designer clothes? You got any no. new designer? I don't. <laughs> any name <laughs> brands you want to...
2: No, I barely have clothes. <laughs> well. Well, I'm,
0: that well, that was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I don't not really. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here, Jacqueline White. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Corrine. Colleen? Corine. <laughs> this is
3: the third time I've done this, Corrine. I know.
0: I don't Corrine Lemke. Yes. You are here again. This is the third time you've done it. Yes. Yes. How how are you? Good. Yeah. 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 You so you have uh, I don't mean to make you you have children. I know that's not all you are. A number of them. Yes. What, yeah. How many children do you have? I,
3: I'm working on the third. The third. You're working yes. on. You're yes. Cooking. 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 Actively.
0: Yes. Good. Good. How 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 many do you want?
3: Oh yeah. One. I, 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 <laughs> hopefully not more, but we'll see. All right. Yeah.
0: Well, good. Anything new with you? Any, any? Um?
3: No, I'm just much a funnier comic when I'm pregnant, so that's why I continue. To okay,
0: movies. that's. I do the same thing. I have four children and never yeah. been funnier. Yeah. Never, <laughs> been funnier. All right. Well, thank you for being here, Jesse Jones. Yeah. Um. Uh huh. Mm. Yep. Let's place down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sounds about
0: right. <laughs> we see each other too much lately.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: this first segment is called uh, Reorganization. Uh, please take this acronym, uh, reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Uh, in recognition of April being Irritable Bowel Syndrome Awareness Month, uh, today's acronym this is the second time we've used this acronym SHART, S H A R T. Jacqueline.
2: What does shart mean to you? (laughs) Hey fellas, it's me, Ted Johnson, local roofing contractor superstar. And I'm here to ask, what's your ass like? Don't be shy now, you can tell me. It's real hairy and sweaty, ain't it? Don't cry, son, be proud of that ass. Me, I've had a sweaty, hairy ass since I was a boy about yay high. Never had a problem with it. Understood at the time, I'm a man now. Truly, I was proud of the hindquarters the Lord had blessed upon me till one of my buddies said, hey, Ted, you know that wonderful, disgusting ass of yours? How come you's never forded in front of me? Seems like something you'd be doing all over town. And that's when it hit me, folks. My sweaty, hairy ass rarely toots. If you, too, suffer from shart, you may be entitled to financial compensation contact the law offices of Ted Johnson's Roofing and Litigation. (laughs) My stomach hurts, (laughs) y'all.
0: Very good, Jacqueline. Fine. Corrine, what does shart mean to you?
3: Uh, To me it means secluded housewives arbitrarily ransack Target. (laughs) 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 It's a widespread addiction to which even I am not immune. It happened just the other day. I'd been up late trying to put a toddler and a four-year-old to sleep, and a third baby spent the remainder of the night relentlessly kicking my bladder from inside my ever-growing pregnant belly. (laughs) That morning, I awoke to make many lunches, hunt for many missing shoes, and drive my two gremlins to preschool. That's when it happened. There I was, child-free, and in desperate need of paper plates. Sure, I could have gone to Save Mart or probably even the grocery outlet, But something across town was calling me to its bewitching bullseye logo. And who was I to deny such a summons? The dollar section hit me like a blast of codeine pulsing through my veins. And suddenly it's like, I no longer have a sink full of dishes waiting for me at home. Or a hallway carpet in desperate need of a wet vac. All I have is an aisle full of useless knickknacks that I never knew I wanted, but clearly need in my life. From that point on, everything is a blur as I aimlessly stagger from aisle to aisle. A new sports bra. 37 children's juice pouches. A new wallet. A choker that I'm convinced I can pull off at the age of 32 and six months pregnant. 14 different flavors of LaCroix. A soap dispenser. A color wonder coloring book that I pretend is for my four-year-old, but really it's for me because those things are rad. Milk bones. bones. A dish towel with Brussels sprouts printed on it, salt and pepper shakers shaped like French bulldogs, a frozen pizza. I tried on seven god-awful swimsuits and three frumpy maternity tops, but finally settled on a pair of novelty Harry Potter socks that said mischief managed, $250 later minus my 5% red card saving because I'm no fool. I'm sitting in my minivan as I come down hard from my target, <laughs> ransacking high, only to have my all-consuming list of mundane responsibilities rush back into my brain. I take a deep breath and decide to go back in and buy a lavender soy candle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very good. Cory Lemkey. Short. S- stay at home.
3: Uh, it was secluded, housewives <laughs> yeah, arbitrarily ransacked target. Very
0: good, very good. Jesse Jones, what does shart mean to you?
1: Well, that, uh, that feeling that washed over you there at the end, um, you can actually use my shart <laughs> for that. <laughs> <laughs> it sometimes feels like there's no escape from the seemingly endless soup and salad bar of horribleness that is our normal everyday 21st century existence. Everywhere you look it feels like everything is just fucking terrible. (laughs) That's why at least once a day I like to cheer myself up with a nice unexpected shart. Whenever I need to escape the merciless negativity of the world I just clear my mind really concentrate, try not to force it, and shart. I just get super happy about ridiculous things I <laughs> chase away all the worries of the world this afternoon I made a tiny robot out of binder clips and mechanical pencils named it Beeps McGee and declared it king of my desk I jumping jack high-fived myself every time I imagined it's cute Binary decrees. And it helped me forget for a moment how, if I slip up on this runaway treadmill of paycheck to paycheck existence for even a second, I could be sleeping under an overpass and fighting my hobo neighbors for the last moldy muffin we found in the Save Mart dumpster. Every time I take a bite of my turkey and cheese sandwich during my lunch breaks, which I spend in my car in the parking lot outside the office. He does. <laughs> <laughs> I finish it off with a great big mm! <laughs> an over-exaggerated big num-num tummy rub. <laughs> and I thank the sandwich for its service to our country. <laughs> then I just break out in a giggle fit loud enough to temporarily drown out the voices in my head screaming that I'm a fraud who deserves nothing and will someday rightfully have everything I've ever been mistakenly given, torn from my desperate grasp and delivered to someone so much more deserving.
0: This is very real.
1: Or like the time when I get shardy about websites with photos of every, everyday objects that look like funny faces. To distract myself from the absolute true science fact that somewhere in the relatively near future, I'm already dead. <laughs> so, when the realities of life get you down, just escape the soul deadening reality of your existence with an ice warm feeling of an afternoon shart.
0: <laughs> Go on,
1: get super happy about ridiculous things.
0: There it is, shart. I just had a uh, an epiphany um, <laughs> while I was uh, sitting here and uh, realizing there were more people on the brew bike <laughs> that just <laughs> rode by that has been here in the last four shows. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'd rather pedal
1: <laughs> or rather pretend to pedal. <laughs> All right,
0: that brings us to our next segment. Uh, it's crowd favorite. Uh, Called the topical haiku challenge. <laughs> All right, topical haiku challenge. Uh, please have a written three haiku in regard to the following story. The three of you. Uh, educators are warning about the condom challenge uh, being spread online by YouTube videos and social media. The challenge involves snorting an unwrapped condom up one nostril, then pulling the condom out of your throat. Uh, haiku go, <laughs> one at a time.
2: That's in your wallet? You know that damages them. Oh, it's for your nose. <laughs> Subtext.
0: <laughs> yeah, one of them.
3: Why did I have kids? Is this what the future holds? Prophylactic floss?
1: <laughs> First is titled "Eeny Meeny Miny." <laughs> so many holes in a body. But three tops where a condom goes in.
0: <laughs> Jacqueline, you're second. Or right, we'll wait, we'll wait. wait. Show off.
1: <laughs> uh, I should have ended with that one. <laughs> oh. What are condoms? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All
2: right, Jackson.
0: Just wait. You, you <laughs> can wait. We've got. Try
2: this. <laughs> try this fun sex thing. Four cycles through your gal's throat, <laughs> then squish that shit on. <laughs> babies aren't real.
3: <laughs> Condoms only go one place. Sex Ed has failed us.
2: <laughs>
1: or three tops.
2: Yes. <laughs> I meant on the dick. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs>
1: well, okay, I get that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> See, Sex Ed has failed us, clearly. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know. Use it for puppet shows. Um, second is titled Venn Diagram. Some kids are marching. Some kids are snorting condoms. Marchers snort
0: condoms? (laughs) Maybe she will. It's a good placement, I think.
2: (laughs) Sex education has failed us. (laughs) Failed
3: it.
2: Back in my day, we'd just snort smarties. Damn it,
3: haikus suck. (laughs) Almost as much as a nose full of latex.
1: (laughs) Third time. Oh, grow up already. If you need to snort something, get a coke habit like a damn adult.
0: (laughs) Very good. That was the topical haiku challenge. me and i'm in control of it That was. i pushed the button and that brings us to our next segment that we usually do first but we haven't for the last few shows why am i even talking about it (laughs) juggling this (laughs) This segment's called this was today once no one listens to this show yeah why would they care about the order
1: this is the first time most people are hearing this show (laughs) it's true
0: it's how how i think of it every show five years in okay all right um on this date, uh, 1581, Francis Drake is knighted for completing uh, circumnavigation of the world. Also on this date, 1802, American nurse and activist Dorothea Dix was born. <laughs> it's funny to me <laughs> when I was writing it. Uh, how did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem, exactly?
2: Weirdest thing, uh, I was already in the middle of traveling the world and installing padded walls in people's bedrooms, uh, not because Dorothea Dix was responsible for creating the first insane asylums, uh, but because I'm just a big fan of Daria. <laughs> <laughs> I, did some more, oops, I did some more research on Dorothea Dix and her contributions to medicine and was briefly inspired to make something great out of today. Uh, you know, just really live today like Dorothea Dix lived her life. Then I was like, let's see what kind of guy Francis Drake was. And it turns out, slave trader. Hmm. So I spent the rest of today being as good as the midpoint between creating a mental health legacy (laughs) and selling humans. (laughs) So it was a pretty normal day.
0: (laughs) Very good, Jacqueline. Very good. (laughs) All right, Corrine. On this date, 1768, in London, Philip Astley stages the first modern circus. Also on this date, 1975, the Vietnam War, a United States Air Force Lockheed uh, C-5A galaxy transporting orphans, crashes near Saigon, South Vietnam, shortly after takeoff, (laughs) killing 172 people. How did you celebrate to choose the aforementioned events?
3: Well, this Combined. is a nice, light-hearted prompt. Um, <clears throat> every April 4th, I awake to remember the anniversary of not only the joys of the Vietnam War and the delight of an American plane crashing in Vietnam, but also the enchantment of hundreds of innocent orphans burning to death inside a fuselage. The pure and overwhelming bliss of this occasion startles me awake and sends me frantically searching for something else, anything else really, to think about. So of course, as I do every year, I turn to the anniversary of the first circus for relief. I think about tightrope walkers balancing high above the ground. How exhilarating. But then I remember the 1962 incident where a seven-person pyramid made by the falling white Waldina's clan collapsed, killing two and paralyzing a third. Let's not think about the tightrope. Lions, lions are nice. Oh except for the time that four lions ripped Masatari, the lion tamer, to pieces on stage in front of a crowd of 500 people. Something else, maybe. Um, elephants. Elephants are cute. Well, except for murderous Mary, the elephant, who was forced to perform with an abscessed tooth and out of pain and frustration stomped on her trainer's head, thus smushing it. And as her punishment, she was then hung in front of children from a crane until she died. No, no, no. No more elephants. Uh, clowns? God, no, not clowns. Clowns can't improve this day. The circus is just fun though, right? I mean, <laughs> cotton candy, sitting in the ring watching horses, horse stunts or trapeze artists eating a pretzel with your dad. Not a care in the world, right? Except in 1944 when a circus tent caught fire in Hartford, Connecticut and collapsed within a matter of minutes, killing 168 people and injuring 500 others and most of the dead were innocent children. Which brings me right back to dead Vietnamese orphans. And I'm going back to bed, and you can wake me up when it's April 5th. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very good, Korean Love Team. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jesse, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but today is International Day for Mine Awareness yeah. and Assistant in Mine Action Day. Uh, Mind, Mine, M I N E, blown up people. All right, uh, also on this date. <laughs> 1841, William Henry Harrison dies of pneumonia, <laughs> becoming the first president of the United States to die in office and setting a record for the briefest administration. Uh, we hope. Uh, <laughs> uh, how do you, how'd you choose to celebrate those things that I just talked about?
1: Uh, well,
0: uh, one second, John. What are you doing? Jesse is grabbing a tea kettle... All right. (laughs) Thank you.
1: (laughs) International Day of Mine Awareness. This thing is mine now. (laughs) (laughs) And you are aware of that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, that's the rule of the wonderful day of sharing and discovery that is International Day of Mine Awareness. (laughs) I don't make up the rules, I just exploit their obscurity. (laughs) Now, I'm not a monster. I'm not here to just take advantage of you and your unawareness of this exciting day of claiming other people's things as your own. I'm here to spread awareness and assistance in mine action. For example, just because I have exercised my own mine action all over your stuff, doesn't mean they're mine forever. The main and only other rule of the International Day of Mine awareness that you need to be aware of is that anything that we rightfully claim as mine is only ours for one Harrison. Or or one month, the length of Harrison's entire tenure as president of these United States. (laughs) And it is in honor of how if William Henry Harrison had just claimed the umbrella of someone in attendance of his inaugural address as mine... He might not have died of pneumonia 31 days into his presidency. Now just remember, while you can claim anything from anyone, you can only claim one thing as mine. And it must be returned to its previous caretaker after one full Harrison on the 4th of May. So choose wisely which you claim as mine. And and hey, don't worry about me. And how generous and thoughtful I was using my one mine as an example so you could be more aware. (laughs) You see, my selflessly assisting in making you aware of mine action actually entitles me to an extra mine. Not my rule. Look it up yourself. (laughs) So if you... Excuse me one second. Mine.
0: (laughs) Jesse is taking a water bottle from the table. It's mine. Don't even question it.
1: I have a hot and a cold beverage. <laughs> <laughs> so, International Day of Mind Awareness. You've still got three and a half hours.
0: Use them wisely. <laughs> Very good. That was, this was Today Once. Which brings us to the third of five segments that we're doing. Uh, he's giving it back. You hypocritical fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. That was... That's all right. That means I get my, I get my mind, back. Get mind back. So I can still take
1: you're... anything of yours.
0: Next segment is, uh, we, we have another segment. Uh, it's called Location, Location, Location. Congrats, the three of you. Uh, you're all business owners in the following shitty locations. Please make us want to come and shop. Jacqueline, uh, you run a snow cone stand uh, in the middle of a Civil War reenactment meadow.
2: <clears throat> this is relatively brief because that's not a terrible place for. Right, uh, that's true. It <laughs> is
0: warm yeah, there I don't
2: the- feel like I had to win you guys over. Really. <laughs> uh, greetings, soldiers! It's me, T-Bone, of T-Bone's Warzone Snow Cones. I know it gets sweltering hot in the heat of the fake battle, so cool off with old T-Bone. T-Bone's Warzone Snow Cones, located next door to Getty's Burgers, across, across from the South will pies again.
0: Very good, very good. It was short, but just packed with um, good references. (laughs) Corrine Lemke, you sell Pat Benatar cassettes in a town entirely populated by
3: millennials. (laughs) Heyo, it's me, the mayor of Millennial Town, coming to you with my latest YouTube vid, waving hand emoji, kissy-winky face emoji. So you all know that 80s music is like the new mutton chops, right? (laughs) Like You know how everyone used to grow mutton chops as a joke, but then they got so much attention for how bad their mutton chops looked that they just kept them? And now no one's sure if they're wearing them ironically or if they actually enjoy having mutton chops. Yeah, 80s music is totally like that now we've all like ironically thrown on Duran Duran album at a party and sang and danced ironically of course uh too hungry like the wolf while taking insta selfies and eating hot Cheetos but sorry not sorry Depeche Mode synth actually speaks to me <laughs> And I'm here to tell you that I've discovered a new, old artist for us to mock but also secretly love, and it's Pat Benatar. I seriously can't even with her right now. She's so basic that she's actually on fleek. She has the tackiest lyrics you've ever heard, but, like, also they will make you crying face emoji because who hasn't denied or embraced for worse or for better? I mean, that lyric means literally everything and nothing all at the same time. Have you ever done stuff or not done stuff, and it has either turned out good or bad because of the stuff you did or didn't do? (laughs) (laughs) Mind-blown emoji. Uh, Seriously, though, after you're done watching this video, liked, and shared, have clicked the link below to subscribe to my channel. You should seriously get on Amazon and buy Patty B's album. (laughs) Your Prime Now driver can probably drop it off when they deliver your pad thai. (laughs) Pixar, it didn't happen.
0: (laughs) Very good, Corrine. (laughs) Jesse Jones. Yeah. You sell widowed grandmas at a local swap meet. Mm-hmm. Widowed grandmothers. People. <laughs> at a local swap meet. What if you call those people?
1: <laughs> 50. Huh? 50. Yeah, take your pick. I got all kinds. Don't like Don't see one you like? I got more in the van. Settle down. I cracked the fucking window. <laughs> Get all indignant with me. Fucking bowl of water in there for him to share even. Hey, <laughs> you looking or are you buying? 50. All of them. 50 a piece. 2 for 80, 3 for 100. And don't think anybody else out here has got better widowed grandmas. You can keep circling, but most of what you find in these other guys got is just used old ladies. Some of them might have kids, but those kids ain't got kids. <laughs> Some of them are just spinsters. Ain't never squirted out nothing more than sad, unfertilized eggs. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Ain't never crocheted shit. Each of mine's got marriage certificates, (laughs) birth certificates, and death certificates.
0: Oh, jeez. That's
1: how you know they're authentic. Okay. (laughs) I'm like they're dead, or, or their husbands are dead. Okay. Yeah, they co- come on. Keep up. I wrote the prompt. It's <laughs> sixty for you now. These cheap, gently used nanas are all <laughs> grieved out and ready to bake.
2: <laughs>
1: you like raspberry tarts? Then you're looking for an Estelle. <laughs> Want to hear wistful stories about how she and her Walter drove their RV to all forty-eight contiguous states? After he retired, with all the underlying sense of longing and sadness baked right in, that's Estelle, too. Gertrude's got stacks of photo albums full of old family photos that she can't get her grandkids to look at with her. If you're into old ladies pointing to black and white photos for hours on end trying to remember who's who, then you're going to want to pick yourself up a Gertrude. Quick word of warning on this one. If you pick up yourself a Marjorie here, oh, no. do, <laughs> you just try and keep her away from many movies or TV about World War II. <laughs> her emotionally distant husband was a fighter pilot, and any reminders of him make her angry cry. <laughs> but, you know, for 50 bucks, you can see for yourself just how crazy that looks. It's your widowed grandma at that point. What you do with her ain't none of my never mind. And once you take her home, if anybody asks, I ain't never seen none of these biddies before in my entire life.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. That's hilarious. All right. You're going to have to listen to a previous episode to get some of the references. <laughs> what, right, just weaved right, so, in a callback. Yeah, that was a... All right. To the we'll sparsely share. attended five-year anniversary show. <laughs> right. <laughs> this next segment is called Vows to an Asshole. It's our final uh, segment of the first show. Please don't leave. Um, you guys, uh, what a beautiful day, huh? Huh? You're entering into matrimony with the following assholes. Let's hear your vows. Uh, Jacqueline, you're marrying a Barnes & Noble music section employee. <laughs>
2: My dearest Xander. We weren't gonna do it, because you don't believe in marriage, but then you got me pregnant. I can't believe I'm gonna be Mrs. Xander. And I can't believe I'm marrying someone named Xander Xander. Remember when we first met? I was looking for the new Taylor Swift album, and I said, hey, do you guys have the new Taylor Swift album? And then he called me a cunt. (laughs) That was weird. (laughs) Anyway... I promise to always cherish you and to never hold it against you when you say something really mean about my taste in music because honestly, I've never had dick this good. (laughs) This relationship has taught me all about compromise. Like, I didn't want to get married in the world music section of a Barnes & Noble, but here we are. I mean, it could have been the Barnes & Noble that we met in, but you know what? It's fine. I'm never going to get better dick than this. I'm just not. (laughs) I promise to support your post-wave noise band when you finally do end up playing a show, of course. And I... Don't interrupt me. I know you've been getting a lot of buzz on indie blogs. Xander, stop! These are my vows. You know what? Not important. God, your dick is beautiful. Okay, okay I'm going to wrap this up because I just realized the next four pages of this are just lurid descriptions of what your penis looks like. and And Susan knows how to read a room. I'm Susan. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's get this over with so we can make an honest woman out of my asshole. Uh, Very
0: (coughs) very good. Very good. Corrine, you're marrying a snippy chihuahua. Yes.
3: (laughs) This is the officiant speaking. Do you, drunk college girl who really wanted a small dog that could pass your apartment's maximum weight standards, take this snippy-ass Chihuahua named Hector to be your lawfully wedded companion animal, to have and to hold in your tiny purse as long as this Chihuahua shall live? I do. Do you acknowledge that being cold sucks and that even when it's 72 degrees, this snippy-ass chihuahua named Hector will be shivering under at least four layers of blankets? Do you also embrace that should you ever accidentally sit on Hector under his pile of blankets, you will be bitten? (laughs) I do. Do you accept that Hector would much rather shit in the kitchen than risk getting his paws damp? (laughs) So going to the bathroom outside when it's raining is out of the question, and should you attempt to make Hector go outside in the rain, you will be bitten. I do. Do you know that Hector will bite any friends or dates that you invite over to your home, and you mustn't lock him in your bedroom, or he will pee on your bed out of spite, and you will be bitten? I do. Do you acknowledge that Hector's teeth will rot, and should you ever attempt to brush them, you will be bitten? (laughs) Do you also accept that now you will need to pay thousands of dollars to have a vet extract many of Hector's teeth, but Hector will still have enough teeth left to bite you? I do. You may now bite the bride.
0: (laughs) Very good. Very good. (laughs) Jesse Jones, mm. uh, you're marrying the corner of the couch that you keep stubbing your toe on.
1: <laughs> I, c- I can still remember the first time we met. You made an immediate impact on me, though I, I guess the same could be said about me on you. Uh, I just know I never even saw you coming, and then out of nowhere, Bam! I felt a jolt. My knees were weak. (laughs) Fell to the ground and screamed to the heavens just how you made me feel. (laughs) Then we would drift apart. We'd lose contact. I wouldn't think about you for weeks, sometimes months, and then out of nowhere, completely unexpected and usually at my most vulnerable, I'd run into you and be immediately reminded of how you made me feel. Cursing myself that I'd ever forgotten about you in the first place. (laughs) (coughs) And so today, here in front of all our friends in our living room, the TV, my roommate Dave, all the various stains on the carpet, which (laughs) will surely prevent me from getting my entire deposit back, I want to say to you, I'm sorry! I've been cheating on you with the,
0: with the coffee table.
1: <laughs> hey. Actually, if you're up for it, you two are, like, related, right? How about we get Dave out of here? <laughs> Spill something fresh on the rug. <laughs> get a little kinky and... I banged both of you right in front of the TV.
0: <laughs> Very good. Uh, that's the end of Stab. Stab's over. Uh, one more time for your contestants. Jacqueline Wyand. Corey Lemke. And Jesse Jones. Yes, if you'd like to hear more Stabs, go to one of our many online outlets. Uh, stab for gold stab the number for gold dot com uh, or you go to iTunes SoundCloud we're all over the place uh, also come on down to Luna's here at 1414 14, 16th Street have some nachos they'll fill the void <laughs> very good <laughs>